is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, Shanice, in my Joe Button voice. Shout out to Joe Button. He is still one of the pie fathers out here, even with all the drama going on. I still consider him one of the pie fathers and still listen on a weekly basis. Shout out to Rory and Ma as well. Everybody doing anything? Tonight's episode will be based on Mary J. Blige. I watched her documentary. If you haven't watched it, make sure you check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary based off her life and um, off how the My Life album was created. It was pretty dope. Um, Mary J. Blige is one of my favorite singers. So I am excited to do this episode tonight. So let's get into the show. And don't forget, we have upcoming episodes coming up. Um, probably I'll drop one Monday. Uh, Power Stars back coming on. This is the um, episodes based off of Canaan. So this is the series of Raising Canaan. So I'm excited for that. I might come on a weekend and just do a whole Power Universe recap with all the Power episodes, season one through five, and with the Power Book 2. Just to recap, I know this will be mainly off of uh, Kanan when he was raising, getting raised up in um, Queens and when Ghost and uh, Tommy was like the teenagers of, you know, his crew when they were coming up under him. So I think it's going to be kind of semi-based off of 50 Real Life. Just from looking at it, kind of going to tie into Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, you know, his mother Blackie, uh, she was in the street. And used to roll with like the, uh, I'm not going to say so much of the Supreme team, but I think with the Fat Cat um, and all their teams. So I think it's kind of going to be tied into a little bit of truth, but based off of how Canaan was. So I think that's going to be pretty dope. I read a lot of books off um, Jamaica Queens um, with the Fat Cat team, Pappy Mason, uh the Supreme team with Supreme and Prince um, with 50 Cent and his crew. Uh, with all of them, uh, it's a really deep story. Uh, like I told you guys before, I get off into true crime and I, I read up on all the 80s hustlers and, you know, sitting especially in the New York area from Brooklyn to Harlem with Alpo and Rich Porter. I get off into all of that stuff. So just from the previews and then how I know how 50 is, and then he got um, a new series coming up with Bimmy and them as well. So I think that's going to be dope. Shout out to 50. 50 doing his thing. Ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying? The one thing about his shows, they be authentic. They be real. So that's um that's kind of the more of the genre I'm going in from my book that I've been writing. Uh, it's kind of, you know, even 50, his whole story inspires me. Um, I, I look up to him like, like something crazy on just how his whole story was. We'll, we may can get, if, get off into that one day. Uh, a lot of people looked at 50 like, oh, he just joked too much or um, he always joking, bullying, whatever. 50 and been through some shit. And his story is amazing. How his come up was, you can't tell Fifth nothing. Fifth was blackballed. You know, um, his, his story is real deep. And then even on his upbringing with his mom and just everything. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, I think this is going to be a real, real good one. So we definitely going to recap every episode, just like we was uh, recapping them cruel summers. I was into that, too. But with the power and then especially off the Raising Canaan, how it was coming from the 80s, the era I love to talk about um, and how it's coming up in Queens. And I know a lot of, you know, the the stories I didn't read up on and everything. I can't wait to get up off off into that. Um, another book is the Shaquem Bio. He's from Queens as well. And his story was based off of the movie Belly. Real deep brother. Um, he's actually still incarcerated. I've bought both of his books. Um, reading up on him, that's how I end up learning about the um the you know, the five percenters, the nations, um, you know, the <clears throat> the gods and earths, you know, uh real deep history. Uh I, I when I got off into that, that was interesting too, learning on how Clarence X started that. 
um, when Malcolm X was murdered and, you know, he broke off from the uh, Nation of Islam and he started the five percenter. So we get off into that, too. I love talking about all that type of stuff. But enough of all that, enough of my enough of me rambling. We're going to get into the show. But please do not forget to tune back in. We will get started on Empower Universe this um, week of Raising Canaan. And I'm, I'm not going to promise it because I am going out of town. But if I can dip away for about 45 minutes or so, let's break down all the old Power episodes so we can just catch up and then predict what we think is going to happen with Raising Canaan. I think Fifth's going to pull off into his real life on a lot of this stuff. I think it's going to be um, kind of similar to Get Rich or Die Trying, but more in depth because it's not a movie, so they can put more in a TV show. Um, I, I think, in my opinion, he might base, base it off how, how his mom, Blackie, she was in them streets like that. So, yeah, I cannot wait. But enough of that. Let's get into the show. Talk about some MJB. So, before we get off into this episode, I do want to dedicate this to a very special person to me. My aunt Tamisha, she passed away in 2010. Um, Someone who the whole family dearly misses. And when I think about Mary J. Blige, mind you, she's one of my favorite singers. But when I think about Mary, I think about my auntie. She loved Mary J. Blige. I remember going over her house. She would always have her CDs. We'd be in the car riding. She'd be playing her. Um, I was so jealous. I was a little girl and her and my mom went to Mary's concert and I just wished I could go. So every time I think about her or play some Mary, anytime I play any song by Mary, I think about my aunt. Um, she was one of those aunts that you could always go talk to, always go kick it with, um, always just talk to about anything. And I just want to play a bit of this song because I remember I was like, <clears throat> I believe 19 and I had went through something, you know, when you're young and think you in love and you're not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't even really know what love is, but, uh, I got my little heart broke, uh, and I had went to go talk to her. And we had uh, went to the store. We was just riding around. And she was so easy to talk to. And every time I hear this song, um, you know us women, we got our, our breakup songs. You know, you go through something. You already got that playlist already ready. You know what you're about to play over and over. And I remember this song was playing. And it means so much to me because every time I'm going through, like, a dark space or, you know, just going through something, with the man wise I'll play this and I always think about her and this is one of my favorite Mary songs I can't pick one favorite Mary song but this is definitely one of them is my you know I love that song and then it intertwines because Mary is like going to Aretha like telling her you know what she putting up with and Aretha telling her like not to waste her time and then I remember when I was like with that ex of mine and this is when I was younger and you know my aunt is like get oh you is okay you don't even waste your time you can do better so yes that's just a special fun fact of my life and um a memory of mine so I dedicate this to my beautiful aunt but I really 
I really love this uh, documentary. I was all into it. Um, and Mary is just different. You know, um, you see a lot of the singers now and just the industry and so many people is just unrelatable or try to live like this extravagant life. Like, you know, they're just so perfect, but Mary always resonated with the, with the, with the inner cities, with the neighborhoods, you know, she was like the fly girl, the, the fly chick, um, <clears throat> the around the way New York, um, girl, you know, it was, it was, she was just, you could feel her pain and everything about her was authentic. Um, to me, nobody compares to her. When Tim and uh, Swiss be doing the versus battles now, I always say if they were to put Mary in a versus, could nobody fuck with Mary catalog? And that's just keeping it real. You know, couldn't no, you could put your top notch person up there. You could put the nobody is messing with Mary's catalog. Her catalog is long. That's why I say I can't even pick a favorite song because I like every album. I love every B-side song. I love everything about Mary. And then when Mary sing, it's like with pop, that 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 soul in her in her voice, it touches touches your spirit. You can feel it. You can feel her pain. And it's kind of messed up because you know everybody used to be like, you Mary, she ain't going through nothing. You can't you 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 know saying she ain't we need Mary to go through something so we can feel that. And that ain't right because even when Mary was happy and um I was so happy when she did get married or whatever and you know we all know how that played out um she still put put out them hits you know so I remember when my little girl when she was like two years old she'd be um bouncing up and down and just fine just fine like Mary always put out fire and she was always so relatable and real. Um, Angie Martinez, the uh, DJ in, um, well, you know, d uh, <clears throat> radio dish jockey, very popular. Um, they call her the voice. If you don't know, everybody should know who Angie Martinez is 97. Um, she had told a story and I was just like, damn, you know, Mary was so real. Um, Angie was saying like at that time she was just out partying all the time hadn't been home in months and she it's in her books so i ain't telling her you know and then private i try not to be like a gossip site or whatever but um i had read her book and she was saying how she had got home from the club one night and when she got home she hadn't been there in a while because she just was out partying all the time and when she got there she had a lock on her door and an eviction notice and they were saying like i can't remember how much so i don't want to mess nothing up so i'm just gonna say like verbatim you know like um just like throw out a number she was um, say for instance it was like three thousand dollars she had to pay before they would take the lock pad off she said she went to a payphone called mary in the middle of the night mary showed up in the middle of the night paid her rent off we didn't have no attitude one no problem and that just shows you how loyal and a down friend she was you know that's just like one of the things where you could just say mary was so raw and authentic no judgment Another great friend of hers, and I love their loyalty and their sisterhood, is Kim. She has, she, she's been down for Kim for so long. If you go back and look at um, uh, Biggie's funeral, you see Kim going through it because everybody know Kim loved her some Biggie. And you see her going through You just see Mary consoling her when she was going through her stuff, when she was about to get locked up in 05. Uh, Mary, when everybody turned their back on her, it was Mary. She was still right there. She was um, supporting her right there by her side. Her and Missy and Kim, they always had they, uh, a really good relationship. And Mary just came from like a dark childhood. She talked about that in a documentary, just, you know, living in the projects. She had her first album out. She was still living in the projects. Um, and just going through all the abuse she endured and, you know, just feeling dark. Um, and they would always say like how she was unapproachable and mean, but I can relate to that because, you know, even though I come on here and, you know, try to be the best I can be, I have my moments too. And I'm not the most nicest person. I'm a little standoffish. Just I'm more of an introvert. And I kind of got to feel you out before I, I don't let people in too much. And I can relate to her. Sometimes you just can't let people in and you more observative and more standoffish. You know, you don't let everybody energy around you. And, Instead of like people when they say, oh, she was just mean. She mean to her fans. She ain't like to do interviews. 
sometimes you don't want to give all yourself to people. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to open up to everybody because everybody don't have the right to know you. Sometimes they try to know your information just to use the shit against you. So like I said, Mary just always related, you know, was relatable to you and always had that old soul. Um, I remember like I read, I got a lot of books I read. Um, I was reading Faith book and she was just saying when she first went out with um, Mary, like they had went out to um, a club one night after because, you know, they was all on Bad Boy Records and they had went out to a club one night and she was just saying how, you know, Mary could just sit back and listen to some old school Betty Wright or whatever. And Faith was like, dang, how can this? Oh, how can you get off into this? And she said Mary was just sitting there so into it and think about it. She know how to make them songs hers and still show that homage and respect. She know how to um, remix those Aretha songs. You know, the queen, Aretha, the, the soul, the the queen of soul. She know how to do them, uh, you know, Sweet Thing by Shaka Khan. And she just make you feel them old school songs, you know. Uh, in my life, that's definitely one of my top fave, fave songs. Um, but I love everything about this documentary because Mary do not open up that much and she opened up more and she gave what she wanted to give because it'd be a lot of bull on, on the internet about her and, you know, she gave what she wanted to give and I respect that because even though people are celebrities, we don't need to know all their business. They human beings like us, you know. It felt good to watch it and see all the people in there. I really love seeing Misa in there, um, Puff's baby mama. She's um, dope stylist. She always styled all of their clothes. She, she did most of Kim's styling back in the 90s and early 2000s. So um, I love seeing Misa in there because I know Misa is a real friend of her, and they've been down for so many years. Misa has done a lot of her styling. It was um very uh, heartfelt to see Andre Harrell in there and to see that she dedicated um, the documentary to him. And he was like a father figure to her. You know, he helped with from the start of her career. You know, he was Uptown Records. And just to see him in there and see their interactions with each other and how much she looked up to him and loved him. It was so good. But he passed away. It was so good to see him in there. It was good to see um Method Man in there because we know Method and, and, and Mary got a dope relationship. They both on power together. They both got a classic timeless song. You're all that I need on there. They got another song together. They got a dope relationship. And it was wonderful to see Nas in there as well. I wish Kim and Missy would have been in there and even Angie Martinez because I know she's really close to them as well. Um, it was one part of the documentary that irritated me. It was all great, but it was one that just was like, ugh. Diddy. I'm sorry. I am not a fan of Diddy. I don't know him, but it's just never mind. Every time I think about uh Diddy, I just think about Pac saying Sorry, y'all, I had to do that. I just always think about if uh toss it up son by Pac when he'd be like Puffy, who? Puffy who because it's just like I just don't like him you know he just he's just such never mind but I mean he did have all right to be in there it, it was authentic because if it wasn't for no Puffy you know he helped Mary with her career um she does uh she admitted that you know after her divorce from Kendall uh Puffy was there from her he gave her like somewhere to you know not saying that she didn't have nowhere to go but you know, when you're going through a divorce, you feel empty inside. You have to escape all of your surroundings. And he gave her that, you know, in shelter for her just to escape that land. So, you know, that's good. At least he remained loyal to Mary. But, yeah, he was all in there. But anyway, it was good just to see even the relationship with her and KC. That relationship was so it kind of puts you in the mind of like uh junior bobby and whitney but not so public like how theirs was you know they both were young 
Jodeci was that group and Mary was the queen of R&B from an early age um, when she came out. Because when she came out, R&B was just like R&B only. And then with that um, New Jack Swing coming out and Mary would be future with hip hop artists. I want to say her first her first guy she was ever featured on a song with. That was Grand Pooba from Brand Nubian. And then um, her and Meth end up making that monumental classic um you're all that I need. So she was like the real queen of hip hop and R&B because she was like one of the first ones to be on uh, a song with a rap artist because they were not doing that back in the day. Back in the day, R&B was just its own genre. It was R&B. And then Mary would get on a hook on a rap song and just bring make it hers as well. You know what I'm saying? The hardest thugs love Mary. Uh, I don't care how hard you was, how this, you, Mary touched your soul, damn it. That just is what it is. Um, ain't nobody really messing with Mary Catalog. And that's just like keeping it all the way funky. I want to play one more thing before I finish talking. This is one of one of my other favorite songs, and it's a remix it's just um this is one this is the uh, album that my aunt used to have and at first i really didn't like it because i used to like just the mixed albums but this was off of her live concert mary j blige tour and the way she sung this song i could still feel it sing i could still hear this song and get chills up my spine and get me feeling some type of way like i love the original version but everybody has made a version off this song but this is one of my favorite versions of it. Then we're going to get on with the show. But I'm playing Mary, so I know y'all love that, right? If my mother was out there, I'd dedicate this to her tonight. that off y'all i was feeling some type of way damn i love me some mary um but yeah not and not even just the music like i said she was just growing up in the 90s and shit still to this day she was just that fly around the way girl authentic you know mary's style was something different even when you go back to the 90s and she she'd be rocking her jersey with the baseball caps had a big earrings on not to even mention then when she would go and she'd rock her French rolls, she'd have it blonde, brown, you know what I'm saying? Then she she had them French rolls popping, the boots and the, and the clothes. And most of her styles, like I said, you know, I know Mary had her own style, but Misa, she was like a dope stylist, so she was styling them. I believe um, that's where a little bit of the the 
I'm not going to say beef, but it, it was a, a little small beef. I don't know how big it got between her and Faith because, you know, they were both signed a bad boy. And then Faith, little do people know, um, a lot of people think Biggie was just signed first and hot and, and Faith just, you know, rolled off of him because he was just a hot new rapper. But to be honest, Faith was around all from the beginning as well she would just be sitting there writing she wrote a lot you know what i'm saying i don't give favor credit on that she wrote a lot and i want to say she wrote some stuff off mary album do not quote me directly but you know I, I read her book she was saying she wrote some of that stuff on there and then when she came out you know diddy was the one who was running stuff so like mary had that style where she would be dressed you know just fly and then when Faith was coming up, she would rock the blonde hair and then her style kind of inter start intertwining with Mary's style. If you go back and you look at the coats and the boots and you know saying the blonde hair and everything. And you know, then when she got to putting out her music, even though some, a lot of the stuff she did right, um, they were kind of com comparing them and then by their on the same label, you know, saying that will happen as well. But um you know, then also, she Mary a real friend. Her loyalties always roll with Kim as well. Um, so yeah, her style just was something different. You know, even though her and uh, Faith sometimes it'd be similar on certain things, well, nobody messing with Mary. Her boots, like every time she rocks them, you like, man, I want them boots. Them boots would be like them some bad boots, some, some a bad clothes. You know, if you go to the waiting to exhale soundtrack and then you listen to um not gonna cry no more and then you look at the video mary had that gold french roll with that white fur coat them glasses on she made you feel that damn song like and i was in, in in middle school and thinking i had been a lover and a, sec a secretary for 11 years mary you know what i'm saying you just like i said you felt that i remember when i was in the eighth grade she came out with um deep inside and i felt that because she was like deep inside i just wish you would know that you know saying i'm just merry i don't have a lot of friends you know just just them lyrics and that soul you felt you felt that you felt you felt her pain you felt you felt her depression in so many ways like you know what i'm saying you know people try to like in today's world everybody play victim i get so everybody a victim it's popular to be a victim but you know back then how, how Mary wore it, she was tough. And then I liked it how she put in her documentary that um, she was doing an interview and then she was kind of like giving a, an interview lady some short answers. And she was like, she kept it real. She was like, I probably was acting like that because I probably ain't like her that much. She probably was getting on my nerves. And then, you know, like she was just real. Like you know I said, most people try to fake it and be like, Try to play it off, play it cute, you know, the publicist and be like, you got to do this, you got to do that. People don't let Mary was her. Don't ask me all them questions. That's none of your business. You know, um, she was just like I said, like I her. Um, back when uh, BT used to be really BT and we used to rock with it heavy. If you guys go pull it up, I remember um, watching an interview and it was just like a sit down with ladies and they were just talking about problems, you know, with women in the industry and what they have to go through and, you know, um, how they get taken advantage of or, and just et cetera, et cetera. It was an uplifted interview. They weren't tearing each other down. It was with Salt from Salt and Pepper, um, Foxy Brown, Missy Elliott and Mary and, um, and Mary would just, I was young when I watched this because this is how I ended up like having one of these songs be one of my favorite songs. And she was just saying like every, that, 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 and I used to, I, I loved watching that interview because they were just talking about everything and, you know, just positive. It wasn't all of this, you know, all this stuff that they got out now, like, let me twerk on you, you twerk on me, all that bullshit. It was just like uplifting womanhood real womenhood and you know talking about how not to give up you might fall down but get back up and it's on youtube if you go pull it up and it was on bet and then i remember mary was just saying like um every time she got down it was one song she always played and it always lifted her back up and then I noticed I have like a um uplifting playlist from whenever I'm depressed or just going through something, you know, sometimes your spirits get down. 
I always play the song. And then when I play it, I think about that interview because, you know, saying when she said it, it is stuck in my head. And I just got to playing it all the time. I'm going to play it for y'all. Let me pull it up really fast. I hope y'all enjoying this pod. I hope y'all doing good out there tonight. y'all know about this If you go back and you pull that interview up, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and that is one of them songs. Um, if it's, if you want to hear it and don't remember it, if you listen it, um, that's soul to soul, keep on moving. That's one of those songs that if I'm feeling down or just feeling, you know what I'm saying, like I feel like giving up, I put that on there and it do just be like, you know what, get back on your feet, keep on moving. And just keeping it all the way funky. I got that from that interview from Mary, just listening to it. Everything was different back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Our celebrities that we looked up to, they they was different. They was a different brand. I, I, I didn't get into like my early 20s. When I when I first heard somebody say they ain't like Mary, oh, I, I got mad as <laughs> I got mad for real. Like, 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 like I knew her. My homeboy, he was we were sitting down and he was just like. I had played a Mary song. He was like, cut it, cut that off. And I, you know, I said, what? He said, you don't like Mary. I got so offended, right? <laughs> like, I know her. But just to come from where she came from, from the projects, she started, you know, you know, she didn't come out to like 91, 92, but you know, saying the industry takes time and just come from New York, from New York, from one of the five worlds in the projects, you had to be somebody back then. You know, now you can get on social media, do something that go viral, and you popping, you popular, you 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 famous that way. But back then, you had to get it out the mud. And when she had her first album, you know, said she was still living on drugs and she wore it on her back. She don't hide, you don't hide and don't just play. Like I said, she don't play victim per se. She'd be like, you know, I went through that, I went through that, but you know what? I'm a survivor. I'm gonna do it, and that's real to me. She talk about how she was, you know getting high back then she was drinking too much and that's all right look at how she overcame it you know no judgment on her that's a strong woman to go through all that she endured from the child abuse that she endured from the physical and mental abuse she endured from relationships um from just feeling like she wasn't good enough and then through all her pain And everything that she was going through when she was having some of the hottest moments in her life, she was feeling like she was nothing. But little do she know, she was uplifting women like me, women like my aunt, women in my family, women who I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? We be going through something hard and tremendous and feeling like we're not going to make it. And you put on some of her music and you just feel that through your soul. And you be like, damn, if Mary went through this, she got through it. I can get through it. I ain't the only woman who doing this. If you somebody like me, you don't like talking about your problems to everybody else. A lot of, to me, you can, you can be real close to me. I, I, I don't open up to everybody. I keep a lot of stuff and it's only so certain people I will provide that, that inner me in, and it ain't too many of them. And, but Sometimes you just need to get that cry out and you just want to hear somebody else is going through that and putting in her music that one talking to nobody about my problems. But that was listening to somebody else say, hey, I done been through this, too, and you can do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say you felt their music. That's another thing with like pop to me. You know, say you felt his music pop made you feel proud to be black. You know what I'm saying? So. Like I said, Mary was just something different. 
it is what it is. She is one of my top artists. Um, that catalog is something different, man. I mean, every catalog. I was with one of my my friends back in the day, and he was like just this hardcore dude. And <laughs> son came on by Barry, and he got the singing. It you know it was just funny because he was just one of them hardcore niggas, like a street dude, real street dude. And then me and him was just sitting there chilling, and um. It was like 2006, and that son came on. Um, I want to be with you. I got to be with you. And he got to sing it. I just, I just looked at him because I was just so stunned. <laughs> and I said, I said, what you know about Mary? He said, that's Mary J. Blige. I'm like, that's right. That's that's the queen right there. Two of the touching moments that was in here to me, like there's a lot of them, but one of the touch touching moments on here was when at the end of it, when if she was at the birthday dinner and she was just saying everything she'd been through and I can't stand them, but Diddy, he gave her, you know, two birthday cakes. It, it was just a really special dinner. And just to sit there and um, see Andre Harrell stand up and just give her that, that was so special because Andre Harrell was like a really like a father figure to her. He was there from the beginning of her career. Um, Andre, for, for, uh, Andre Harrell played a really big role in that like uptown records that was that's where puffy came from and then you know he just made his career in bad boy into what he is now and just to see the respect she had for him and the respect he had for her that was really dope and beautiful to see um another thing that i liked it that she talked about casey but if you notice she she one thing she didn't do and i respect it is she didn't just bash casey she talked about everything she went through. And like she said, shit, I used, I grew up watching people fight. I used to like to fight too. So she she talked about how, you know, I can't stand this word. Everybody got it out because one word come out, everybody want to use it. It's per se toxic, you know, uh, you know, how it wasn't good for nobody. But like I said, they were both young, both coming in from inner cities, um, both messing around with drugs, um, alcohol, you know, um, KC was hot, so I'm sure he had a lot of groupies um, and et cetera. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure everything wasn't his fault. I'm sure everything wasn't her fault. They probably just weren't good for each other. And at the time, they were young. But she talked about all that she endured and how she was, like, having, like, the, the highest time of her life and her career. But her love life and personal life was in turmoil. And she kind of went on to it, but she did it in a respectful way, but she just didn't bash him. You know what I'm saying? And... Also, even with her marriage, she didn't even mention Kendu after, after all. And that just show you how real Mary is. Anybody else, especially the newer artists, they would have put a documentary out. And then if that relationship was how how they got that public divorce, all the bullshit she went through, they would have been dragging that out, just playing the, viol the long violins, you know, putting on Oscar Award performances. Mary didn't do that. Mary didn't even... She ain't even mentioning it. She ain't, I'm sure she's still pissed off about everything that went through, all the money she got to pay, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all the hurt she endured. But she handled it like a woman with class, and she just was like, you know, it is what it is. I'm still here. I made it. You know, I ain't that little girl no more. I'm a grown woman. I'm a, I'm a queen out here, which she is. Um, She handled that with class. I like how she did that. Um, Mary is that girl. That's just keep that funky and I, I like the way how she handled her celebrity status you know um you know back in the 90s when her and KC was together they had their own little crew and then that's when um T-Boz she was with with uh with, with Devin from um Jodeci like they all just had their crew and then you know used to watch them they handled their stuff so dope and then I know about all the um, the Pac stories. I don't, like I said, I don't want to be, check out our, our dialogue. Like they are, um, and all the death row stories is on there and they got how Misa and them and they used to just come and be kicking it and having fun, you know, because when death row was out, Jodeci, Mary, Autumn, they all used to hang together. 
And you know what I'm saying? I, the 90s just feel like it was so fun. I'd give anything just to be a fly on the wall and go back and just sit and kick it with them if I could. Even watching like my mom kick it with her friends and my uncle and all his boys. The 90s was something different. I always be like, damn, I wish I could have been growing in the 90s where they had fun. Remember they had Freaknik back in the day and the styles and the, everything. Like everything about the 90s was just so dope. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so I liked it how she opened up in this documentary, but she didn't give too much. She gave what she wanted to give. And Mary was being Mary, and I love that. Like I said, most people, they put on Oscar war performances. They talk about this happened, this happened, and got out the tiny violin. So, like I said, I respected that. I liked it the way she handled it, her classism and everything. I liked it how they show how she is in concerts and how they showed all of the women just coming up to her saying how much she loved them, how much her music, and got them through dark days like myself. Um, and then they show her performance stability. They show her old interviews, her old ways on how she used to be in a studio, writing her music, putting it all together. I really enjoyed that. Um, and just like her career is longstanding. How many people we know, one hit wonders that came out in the nineties and they might've had one, one song and you still can sing it. Like, like, you know, every word that was just that classic song. And Mary stood the test of time to where she's still putting out stuff that rock. And not only that, every album was a slapper. And then also, um, <clears throat> her career, the the perfume she got out the now she didn't started her own wine she got out that's popping and then she on power she on power she didn't been on multiple movies um doing cameos or along characters like her career stands the test of time and that just shows you a little girl coming from the projects and looking on all the all the pain she endured as a child and Look at where she's at now. She's a she's an icon. She's the queen of R&B and the, the original queen of R&B, queen of R&B and hip hop. I don't care what who what catalog y'all throw at her. Ain't nobody messing with Mary. I say maybe one person can kind of come neck to neck with her catalog and everybody too scared to say his name right now because they put no Oscar award performances they self and if I by I just said that, I'm pretty sure you kind of know who he is. Like I said, everybody's scared to say his name now. You can say what he wanna you can say what you want about his personal life, but my childhood growing up and my adulthood, my you know, young adulthood, his music got me through some days too. And like I said, they were growing up, those both were my two favorite R and B artists and they catalogs neck to neck you know what i'm saying so like i said ain't nobody if you just keep it real and get the cancel culture and stuff out of your brain because we don't know what nobody do when, when the doors close i'm just talking about the catalog ain't nobody messing with mary catalog like i said it might be one r&b artist and i'm sure y'all know who the hell i'm talking about i said everybody's scared to say his name but as far as r&b Ain't nobody messing with their catalog. It's certain people catalogs that you just ain't messing with. Uh, and that's just keeping it real. <laughs> but, yeah, she's on power. She got her wine out. She got her perfume out. Mary is doing the thing. And I'm, I'm, I know it's not nowhere near over. She's still doing her thing. Um, I hope one day she make, you know, a movie about her life if she decides to and want to tell her full story or she might not. She want, might just want to, like she said, not share too much because that's her business. I love that even though she's been through so much, she never disrespected her mother. She showed her, she said how her mother was strong, how it was always a bond between her mom and her sister and then like I said you get so many people who had some uh, like a dark childhood or might have been through something and the first thing they do is they throw like their family members or parents under the bus even though they was probably trying the best they could but just living you know in poverty you know sometimes you got to look at what they were going through and I love how she didn't put her mom down and she talked about the bond between her and her mom and her sister and that's a strong bond a family bond um I loved it that 
And I love to seeing her nieces and nephews in there, how proud they was of her. Like, my aunt wrote this song. My aunt wrote this song. So, yeah, Mary just means the world to me. She is one of my favorite artists. If I if I have to name like artists that I because I'm I'm not celebrity crazy but it's certain certain artists that they just hit different to me y'all already know who number one is if y'all been listening to this podcast that's Pac I don't care it's Pac um Whitney Houston is one of them uh, one day we got to talk about Whitney and just talk about her life I love me some Whitney Houston Michael Jackson and Mary is one of them as well um. But yeah, so I uh, like I said, this um, episode, I just want to talk about the Queen Mary and just talk about how much I love the documentary. Y'all make sure y'all support her documentary. Go check it out for yourself. I promise you after you get done watching, you're going to be playing Mary all day like I was. So I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. I will be back on this weekend. I don't want to promise this episode, but I kind of, you know, I want to do it. I'm going out of town for a couple of days, but if I get some downtime where I'm just sitting, you know, outside, cause we got, um, we got a beach house for the weekend, me and my family. Um, if I get on a porch and just be in a zone, I'm going to start recording and we can break down power one through uh, season one through five just talk about the characters and the predictions of what's the um, upcoming episodes on because you know mary and method bad they own power book two and they bring a red man on too so that's gonna be dynamic so we can just break that down this weekend and then monday night i will recap power um raise the canaan so y'all make sure this week please check out this mary j blige documentary it is on prime video and then if you got time, catch up on power, refresh your brain, see how Canaan was, and then we probably talk about that. Um, so I do hope y'all have a blessed night. Y'all stay safe out there. Remember that don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. You can do anything you put your mind to. Even if it don't work out the first time, you get back up and try again. Trust me, I've had them days where I just didn't know. And I'm not going to let nobody tell me what I can't do. I'm going to start doing everything that I want to do. I'm believing in myself. And I want to thank you guys for your support and listening to my podcast, checking me out. I know I was off for over, a, um, well, not a little, you know, about a month, almost a month with the move. But I'm relocated now. I'm situated. So we're going to start back picking up these episodes on a regular basis. That's my word. We're going to jump into Narcos as promised. Then we're going to get off into power. So, you know, a lot of my listeners was checking out the crew summer. Crew summer's ended. So, you know, I hope you guys keep tuning in. We got um, other episodes we're going to be recapping. We're going to be recapping documentaries as we go along. I got two of them I definitely want to recap when we go when we get to doing um, Narcos. Let me give you guys a heads up. We started doing Narcos Mexico. Check out The Last Narc. It's on Prime Video. It go hand in hand with Narcos. When we break down all of that, we're going to have to break that down too. When we start recapping Snowfall, y'all know how I talk about Snowfall. And then we're going to get into the Freeway Ricky story because I feel like if we got to talk Snowfall, we got to put some stuff, some um, respect on free- the real Freeway Ricky. That was his story they ripped off. Rest in peace, John Singleton. But that's based off his life we're gonna break down his life we're gonna break down snowfall and then we're gonna check out that i already watched it but i'm rewatch it again we're gonna break down that crack documentary like i told y'all before that reagan that reagan area that was something different we're gonna talk about it but thanks guys i'm not gonna hold you back up on that long i'm gonna leave y'all on this little note right here and take it back to the old school then we're gonna show y'all how mary turned that into her thing too don't forget y'all follow me on my social medias if y'all want to if you hit me up on facebook i don't be on facebook like that i barely log on there but my messenger is on so if you follow me if you if you don't a lot of people don't do instagram if you don't do ig just hit send me a friend request but if i don't know you i won't accept so just hit a message and be like look i'll be checking out your pie i promise you i I will accept you right away um because i want y'all to reach out so i know y'all listening and give me y'all feedback maybe i can have y'all on we can discuss we can debate whatever uh follow me on ig uh everything is under alicia shanice um 
if you love if you got Spotify, check out my Spotify playlist. I'll be putting some dope playlists together. So check those out. All my playlists is under it start with Shanice Love. So for instance, it'd be like Shanice Love Positive Vibes, Shanice Loves Music, Shanice Loves the 90s. Got a whole bunch of dope playlists. Check them out, check them out. Um and then if you do hit me up on social media, I'm not funny acting. Send me a message and let me know you from the pod so we can rap and talk about it. You're feeling down, you should never fake it. 